Hello, hello. I'm like, where am I? Welcome to the Dear Workwives podcast. I'm Adrian. I'm Emily. And we're having a little technical difficulty this morning because we're trying to record on a new platform. So we'll see how this goes. But yeah, tech is not our friend. No, it's really not. But we try, you know, A for effort. Yeah, we are really trying to up our podcast game. So putting some new tools in place to make the experience better for you, hopefully. And hopefully for us. Oh, and us, yeah. Because like Zoom podcast recording is just not the vibe, but it's so easy. And we use Zoom every single minute of every day and run like clockwork. So we're so comfortable with it. But I know that there are much better ways to do this. So here we are. The best way would be to do it in person. Yeah, that was the best way. But Mm -hmm. Um, I have a fall update for you. Okay. Well, first of all, my my shirt is giving fall vibes. Very, very fall vibes. Yeah. And if you notice, I've been drinking a lot more coffee lately. Yeah. Pumpkin spice decaf at Target. Are you really happy? I remember last year you discovered this and you were obsessed and it's back. Oh, I forget it. I forget about it every year then because I thought (laughs) it was new. You definitely had it last year. I remember. Goldfish over here. I saw it and thought it was my first time. I was like, "My God, look!" I'm really happy for you. (laughs) You know, I feel like Olaf or something. Like, right? He's always like, "Wow, what is that?" Yeah, (laughs) you know, like just like Dory. I'm Dory. Yeah, Yeah. totally Dory. Yeah, (laughs) I love that. I'm really happy for you. The first time. Thank you. What updates I've, do you have? Um, I've also been enjoying my fall beverages because the chai, iced chai with pumpkin cold foam at Starbucks is the best thing ever. And okay. Sandy from our team told me to add a shot of espresso and it's even better because then it's less sweet wow. and it has a lot more coffee. But um, so that's been great. I went to Starbucks two days in a row because I'm obsessed. Um also, the Starbucks is beside my nail place, so mm. you know I had to get the. Did you go to the nail place twice or just just once? just once? Yeah, on okay. Monday I needed a Starbucks for my emotional well being. It was just necessary, okay. and um, yesterday I just uh, got a nail got my nails done, so then I needed a coffee. You know, can we see my... your nails or no? I mean, they're just like a like a dusty rose, like a fall like Barbie, kind of. Yeah, yeah, they're hey, really Barbie. nice, nice fall pink. Okay. What other updates do I have? Um, Nothing. Like my kids are back in school and I got the pink Starburst back in my water. This is a really exciting day for me. We didn't have any for a long time. Mm, So maybe mm. now I'll drink this water, but I I have to pee already. So that's why I don't drink water. That's why I don't drink coffee. I feel like coffee makes me have to pee more. Instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah. The ca- well, I guess it's like diuretic. a diuretic, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, we're going to the fair tonight. I know it's a Wednesday, but we're going to the fair because James won concert tickets to see the Beaches, which is a Canadian girl punk band, and they're really, really good. <laughs> wow. Love what a them. Niche. Yeah. They're so good. We love them. And we're going, he won four tickets and they're playing at the fair, which means you also get into the fair for free. So we're taking the kids. I don't know. It's a school Amazing. night, but like we're those parents who are like, experiences over school a lot yeah, live it let's up. still go to school tomorrow let's be tired you know i mean how late will you stay at the fair i mean the concert starts at like eight so we'll probably be there oh. till 10 wow okay but 
it's 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 a, you know you gotta you gotta live sometimes live. yeah and do things like that so that's really... my update fall fair season is that. here and it's truly fall oh. for us not fake fall that you have to exist in me yeah 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 fake fall for sure over here um kit is like such a fall girly because all she wants to do is wear pants and mm, like she Florida. hates wearing shorts for some reason and so all summer she's obviously had to wear shorts because it's way too hot one yeah. time tyler was he had her in the bike trailer and they went to the playground and some girl like literally passed out like she was probably a teenager but she passed out and fell on the ground this is not funny but um and so now every time we, she's like, why did that happen? You know, like mm -hmm. asking why we're like, well, cause she was really hot. She got like heat exhaustion and passed out. And so now every time in the summer when she wants to wear something that's completely inappropriate, we're like, you're going to, you might pass out and fall down like that girl. And she's like, oh no, no. Okay. Well, that's good. It's so I'm like, you can't wear the pants because you're going to pass out. Yeah. So that's deterred her up until now, but now she's really like, I want to, when is it going to be cold? Is it going to be cold? And like, so never. a couple of days this week, I, she picked out her own clothes. She wore pants. She didn't pass out at school. So now she's emboldened to wear pants every day. Um, like leggings. I, so she just wear like leggings, leggings. Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think she has a pair of jeans. They seem jeans. so uncomfortable. Right. Like I don't want to put my toddler preschooler in jeans if they don't have to just yeah. wear the leggings, you know? Yeah. So she wears leggings and a dress over it because... So my niece exists in leggings and a tank top dress 24-7-365. Yeah, that's what she's wearing. You know, and then like yeah. a, a sweater in the cold weather. But she's a dress girl yeah. with leggings underneath though, you know? So... Yes. She also told me that she's going to be getting boobies really soon. Oh, so wow. that's funny. Hmm. I was like, like, maybe well, never, girl. I was Genetics. like, but I never have got any, so I don't know if you're going to get any. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, still I'm still waiting, waiting. for mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for mine, so. Mommy's still waiting, so not sure if <laughs> yeah. you're actually going to be getting any soon. But right. I was like, but who told you that? She's like, nobody. I'm like, Lies. I don't know if she learned that in school or, um, or what. Your daughter goes to a Christian preschool. You think they taught her about female anatomy? No, but I think the other kids talk about things that, oh, okay. you know, cause one time she told, cause they have like a church on their campus. And one time she was like, you can't go in the church. Otherwise you'll die. And I was like, what? Some parent <laughs> back home says I can't step in church or I'll burn up, which is what James yeah. and I say. So <laughs> I was like, who told you that? And she yeah. told me one of her friend's names who will remain nameless on this podcast, <laughs> but I was like, okay, that's not actually yeah. true. Just because I don't want her to be scared of going into the actual building. Because sometimes they like play hide and seek in there totally. and stuff. Like, Isn't Pastor Dan in there or something like that? Pastor, Pastor Travis every yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. They go in there and they do like their Christmas shows in there. So I'm totally. like, well, you're not actually going to die if you go into the, the chapel. But yeah. that's an interesting story okay. that someone told you. My, my and kids she keeps telling me. Every single day, I really want a baby in my belly, mommy. I really want a baby in my belly. And I'm like, oh my God. 30 please. years. Yeah. And I'm like, you have a, you, I said, you really are going to want to wait. I mean, you're going to be a great mommy someday, but it's like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I was like, why is she asking me for that already? I don't understand. No. My friend's kids, 
my kids' friends, my children's friends told them they were going to hell because we don't believe in God. And I'm like, oh, this is not a religious podcast, but like, I believe that everyone has the power to believe whatever they want to believe and what, and it's personal to you. Um, but we don't teach and God in our be, house. And we also but, shouldn't be telling children to tell other children that. Like, that's, literally, if, and if then you believe that, it's like a terrible thing to say to like, someone. You're going to hell because you don't believe in God. And I was like, uh, maybe we believe in a different God, like, right. or mother nature you know what i mean it was just why my my kids were crying and are obsessed with it oh my gosh um but it's okay because like lila still believes in santa claus so i'm like we don't believe in that but we believe in santa so to each their own my friend yeah she even said to me like two nights ago when we were getting ready for bed she was uh, somehow santa claus came up and she was like but Santa brings us so much and that would just be way too much money for you and daddy to do all that. So there's, it's actually proof that Santa does not, Santa is real because there's no way you and daddy could do all that. I'm like a hundred million percent. You're right. So you're right. We don't have that kind of money. No. To bring like five, six gifts four actually four, four gifts. Something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read every year. I love that one. That's all we do. I want to do that. So yeah. wait, something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. To read, yes. Okay. And that's all we do every year from Santa Claus. Santa. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. this year I got Lila the Hunger Games trilogy. Oh, don't listen yeah. to this podcast, Lila. Oh yeah, she would never. <laughs> yeah. Also, you could just tell Lila that like hell doesn't exist, so there's no way you're going there. Right. It's fantasy land. Like it exists yeah. in the same way that Hogwarts exists in people's imaginations, yeah. you know? Yeah. So in a book, like there's more proof for Santa than there is of that. Mm-hmm. So. so, yeah. So, oh, and Friday is my, uh, mine and James's 11th wedding anniversary. Congrats. Thanks. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Like Friday, the week that this airs or Friday, oh, no. this like week. Like two days, two days from now. Yeah. From recording. Oh, and tomorrow while we're recording. Yeah. Big day. Big day. Fifth run like clockwork anniversary for it's you. It's a huge day. Like five years. The longest you've ever worked anywhere. It's the longest I've ever had a job. I'm 35. So I feel like that makes sense, you know, for yeah. having two kids moving across the country a few times, you know. Um, Completely changing industries. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's a big day. I'm excited. Congrats. Thank you. Started from the bottom, well, now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> I have um, like one news story I want to talk okay. about and then some story stories. Okay, sounds good. That are storying today. So let's do this. You want to dive in? Yeah. I also sent you right. a TikTok of another story, just we can do on another episode, oh. but TikTok okay, is also starting to week. serve me some good toxic box boss stuff. So that's perfect. Yeah. Just like me. Yeah. Toxic boss. That's you. Okay. <laughs> That's why you've been here five years. Five years, yeah. Because I won't let you leave and literally have you handcuffed in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Don't. What's that line from Wedding Crashers? Don't ever leave because Don't I'll, ever, find, I'll you. find you. <laughs> That's me with you. <laughs> okay, this is an article I found in Business Insider and I just want to hear your take on whether or not you think this is good, kosher, not, what do okay. we think? So okay. the the headline is, I worked two full-time jobs and made 211000 a year. The main downside of double dipping was that I had no social life, but it wasn't that hard to do both jobs. So 
In summary, this guy basically held two full-time jobs for yeah. an entire year so that he could like double his salary. He kind of did it accidentally. He was like applying for jobs, got one, and then immediately got the other. And he was like, sure, why not? I'll just do both of these. He only did them both for a year because like he said, he was working like way too much and right. he made a ton of money. But yeah. like, what do, you, what do you think about this like double dipping concept? Like, is it okay? If totally. you're an employer, would you be a... Yeah. I don't, I think, I think A, it's the reality that employers are going to have to face, like with rising costs, that people like, oh, that if they can't are, pay are not going to be, if you can't pay your employees a living wage, then they, they need to make a living wage. So they're going to have to work more than that. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's the reality. I think uh, the, was he younger? Was he like a Gen Zer or Cusper? Uh, no, he looks like um. There's a picture of him in the article, but like he looks like our age, like mid thirties. Oh, okay. Okay. Firmly a millennial. Then I think millennials have kind of, I mean, this is like anecdotally, but have kind of given up on so many like all of the the dreams that were fed to us, which is completely unattainable these days, uh, like owning a home. Uh, you know, the goal of like making six figures and it would solve all your problems. It won't. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with this. If he was meeting expectations, if he was available when he needed to be available. And obviously he did it for a full year. So I don't see yeah. any issue with this at all. I would never do it. Personally, I value... But I can totally see. He I know also you was up front. He was up front with his employer. Totally. And he said, I'm going to be working two jobs, but it's not going to impact my work. Yeah. Like, I don't and see any issue didn't. that. Do you know how many people work multiple jobs? More often than not, it's multiple part time jobs. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's like, I, I admire his, like, put your head down and like get through maybe, you know, trying, maybe he's trying to save for a house or get out of debt. Like, I know you did that as well earlier on in your career, right? Like, yeah. You just buckled down and sorted yeah. it out. I don't yeah. have the discipline. I value my um, downtime too much to work that hard. But I also have young children. Would I have done this if I was child-free? Potentially, because then yeah. I don't have as and many I responsibilities. Was, you know, full disclosure, when I was doing both, you know, my side business, which is now my business, and my corporate job, I was... I was childless at the time, you know, yeah. and so I had a lot more free time to myself. I can't imagine doing it now. And it seems like he's child free. Um, yeah. And he was doing it like in 2021 during the pandemic, he said. Right. So when you could work it was from like, home well, what and... else am I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And also like, <laughs> there's so many studies about how like you can get like it's like we teach like if you can get your work done in six hours but you're meeting expectations and what does it matter so like two yeah. six hour work days to get all your work done is man totally manageable but yeah he I said don't know. he did I a mean, lot of like automation of some of the role because yeah. in the beginning so it was like heavier up front that he had to like set up a lot of the automation right. that he was doing but then it's like we talked about like ai helping you work. along like why not if the if the expectations are being met or exceed or like minimum met but even like then there's zero issue with this i see what do you see issue yeah. with it no i think it's cool i yeah. mean not cool that he has to work you know right 16 hours a day to make 
the money he wants to make but honestly that's a lot of money you know two hundred and eleven thousand dollars a year like sounds like he was making decent money at both jobs if that's going to help you move towards your goals it sounds yeah. like something that was a short-term stint for him not something he wants to continue long term but i think it's a cool concept for someone to like yeah reach some of those short-term financial goals that they have um and see what they're capable of and right. i don't see i don't see anything wrong from the employer side no at all i'm sure there's some employers he said, like he was logging eight hours a day for each job like whatever yeah. he was doing his work so yeah i'm sure there's and people that aren't working two jobs who are doing a worse job than him so exactly <laughs> and there are definitely going to be people who have a problem with this and they are going to need to just understand that this is going to be the reality yeah if costs do not decrease or like like people do not make enough money to live in a lot of places. So yeah. they're going to need to work multiple jobs. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you refuse to pay your employees an more. Story, so. It's not even for a lot of people that they refuse to pay them more. Like they just don't have the money to yeah. pay them more, right. you know? So right. yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, you want to do some stories? Let's do it. Okay. Bring the drama. One of them. One of them is from uh, someone that I know, but we'll keep them nameless. But they did share the company name publicly, so I'm just going to share the pump company name publicly. Okay. So they said, Disney requires us to be in the office four days a week now, even though our building is being heavily renovated. My role entails reading and processing incredibly complex contracts and laws. Hours of incessant drilling, jackhammering, pounding means someone, aka me, is going to mess up a few multi-million dollar deals. But for some reason, they keep insisting that we come into the office. And so then she's having to go home and get her actual contract work done because she can't concentrate in the right. office. But she has to be there. Disney. Wild. Get it together. It's probably because they're reading all those contracts fighting Ron DeSantis. But <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um, her um, contracts are more with the uh, TV and media right. side of the business. Yes. But it just makes no sense. I guess making this, the stakeholders, ha the shareholders happy. Like right. they think being back in the office means productivity. So let's <sighs> make people productive. But they don't understand the nuance here of like, sure, at so like sometimes that makes sense. But when you're in a building that's, literally construction right outside your window we have to be able to make exceptions for that like we this, can't yeah. expect people to get work done this is when like such linear thinking of is so or like the blanket like the blanket everyone has to come in back. this multi-billion trillion dollar company with like dozens and dozens of offices and hundreds of thousands of employees like it's not it doesn't work it doesn't work that way you have to yeah you have to adapt to the realities of each individual department, office, whatever, building, whatever it is, right? And yeah. even Disney could say, like, this is uh, during construction. Maybe it's just for another year or something like that. It sounds like some major things are going on, but there's absolutely yeah. no way that you can expect, like, even less taxing roles to be able to work under I those know. scenarios, you know? Like, yeah. Every job is hard, like, don't get me wrong, but if like any job is going to struggle in that sort of environment, it's torture. Like imagine your mental health if you're just like someone's jackhammering outside your window all day and you're trying to get work done, I would lose my mind. Or even on meetings, like, "Oh, excuse me, I can't hear you." <laughs> like it's, like I hear one airplane go over bizarre. and I'm like 
squirrel. You know, there's no way. There's no way. I live really close to the airport, so I, I get squirreled a lot. I know. And it's always like, I remember when I was recording a lot more and it was like every time the lawn people would come, it was every like time. recording day. And I'm like, oh God, like you I can't know. concentrate, can't hear yourself think. Yeah. So yeah, I can't imagine having to listen to the to jackhammering all day for yeah. day in and day out, four days a week, just to then go home and have to finish up your work because you're still yeah. having to meet expectations in your organization and wanting to do a good job. If I was this person, I would propose a test Exception period for, you for, know, a, yes. for two weeks. Can you allow us to work at home and show you that, you know, during this construction, we are actually more productive at home because we're not constantly, you know, being attacked by jackhammers. That's what yeah. I would do. Yeah. Oh, Come and on, earplugs, I guess. But like earplugs are so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Oh, I can't do them. Uh, Even headphones I wore them are like nuts. I wore earplugs for like three or four months when Coco was sleeping in my room. Same with Kit when she was really young because babies make the the loudest noises when they're so sleeping. So much noise. But they're Constantly. still sleeping, rustling around and cooing, grunting. And- like dinosaur Arting. grunts. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God, shut up. But she wasn't like crying, but yeah. it was enough to wait, you know, to be, make me be like, what's yeah. wrong? And yeah. so then I started wearing, had the sound machine and then I would wear earplugs. Right. And then if she was really crying, I could hear her, but yeah. Oh my gosh. And then like in the morning when you take them out, <sighs> oh, it feels so good because they do really hurt. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, not comfortable. And so it's not a no. solution, you know? Nah. So. All right. Next okay. story. I'm uncomfortable with travel expectations. Mm, Coworkers sharing beds during a work trip. Beds? My friend who, my friend who works at a nonprofit organization recently discovered that for an upcoming conference, her department of eight employees is expected to share hotel rooms with four coworkers, meaning they would have to share beds. When she expressed her discomfort with this arrangement, she, would told, she was told that the tight budget meant that she would have to pay for alternative lodging out of pocket if she wanted her own room. As someone who has never encountered such a request before, she is seeking HR policies or best practices on how to handle this situation. Any insights or advice would be appreciated. Okay, so obviously I don't know the legalities. Uh, I don't know, tr- but that seems disgusting. Like- <laughs> to make yeah. to make people do that you know like like when, when you and I traveled to Denver like we shared a room and that was fine like I was happy to share a room but it's taken but I us ask you totally I totally I said you could have your own room you know you did and you and I because I was like yeah. oh, should I book and you're like yeah or we can share and I've been waiting years for you to offer to share a room with me so I was like yes <laughs> let's do it slumber party um but I wouldn't ask you to share a bed no. I mean, when I go on girls, girls weekends with like, like I, I have, and I would share a bed, you know, if you're just staying overnight yeah. and you know, like I would, but those are like my best friends, you know? Right. I would. It's not spe- comfortable or convenient. Like no one really wants to share the bed. I mean, yeah. unless you're Paige DeSorbo. Like, <laughs> no or, you know, you're just trying to save money. You know, it's like, yeah, the four of us can go. It's one night. We can just, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, like when I go to a hotel with my husband, I get two queen beds. 
James and I get one king bed because we have a queen bed at home. So a king bed feels like two beds to us. (laughs) I get that. But I'm like, okay. Yeah. You go in that bed. I'll go in this bed. Yeah. We can have relations in one of the beds, but yours. We're sleeping in separate beds. Yeah. 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 We're Uh, sleeping separately. Yeah. Um, I absolutely, like, if it was forced, okay, so this reminds me of the one that we, like, disagreed on in Denver of how you were, like, if you were like, okay, guys, this is the deal, and Gabby and I had to share a bed, or you and I had to share a bed so that everyone on the team could afford to come, like, I would do it, but I also am, like, very close friends with a lot of these people, and it's totally fine, but I do not think that it's acceptable to force people to do it or to even no. ask people to do it. Like it's so wrong on so many levels. If you cannot afford for your whole team to travel, then don't invite the whole team. That's it. Like if you can't afford for people to have separate beds, then yeah. we need to decrease how many people are going. If you can afford two a rooms. Hotel. Yeah. If you can afford two rooms, then you're inviting like two people realistically and then like if you have a gabby and or an adrian and emily who are willing to share a room cool but if you comfortable with that yeah yeah. but you have to like there's more travel costs than just sharing the room it's actually the room is the cheapest part like the the per diems for food travel like mileage or flights like all of this adds up so like if you're trying to scrimp the hundred dollars or two hundred dollars on the room like you just can't afford that many people and that's fine Especially for a nonprofit, like maybe you don't want to be spending all that budget, but I just don't think it's appropriate and I would absolutely not, not do it if I was this person. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really inappropriate to ask. It's also like safety issue to like have people that aren't really that comfortable sharing beds and rooms. Like what if someone's a night sweater or what if they snore really loud and then the other person can't sleep or what if they have really bad gas at night and they're embarrassed right (laughs) or just like move around a lot or a restless leg uh what if they're insomniacs yeah yeah there's just like a lot of personal details that maybe people don't need to and don't want to share no it's crossing too many boundaries the hardest part to me about sharing a room is the bathroom you know (laughs) like as adults like like it's still hard so, yeah. and with two people, it's manageable, you know, like the people we, we met at the, at the conference a few weeks ago, they were joking about if they were sharing rooms, like, I'm just going to go up to the room and like, take this call or take a little 20 minute nap. You know what I mean? Like code word, like you stay here, you know? Yeah. Um, so like four people in a room with one bathroom. No. Oh, oh no, that's awkward. No, it's not. I mean, everyone poops, but like, I just. We need to get them that book. Everybody poops. I don't but need to know like how often about my or coworkers. It's stuff, you yeah. know like I can know something without needing to know it. And also, like even you know, there was two of us in our room. I can't even yeah. like now that I'm like thinking about this. Four people in a room, like that's a lot of people and, and stuff. Like even like changing or stuff everywhere. Like I yeah. even got to the point where I was like, I'm just changing over here because yeah. I don't want to walk into the bathroom. But like, don't turn around if you don't want to see whatever. Yeah, you know. But four people in a room doing that is right. that's just chaotic. And we've done and like photo so, shoots and no. things together where like I've you know I've changed in front of you and it's but we have that like that's not the norm yeah you know 
Yeah. It's just, no, it's completely inappropriate. You can't afford to have that to bring your whole team. So don't bring your leadership. And that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not saying that you have to force people to pay their own, but if someone really wants to come and you're like, we don't have the budget for it, but like, and if they want to spend their own money to come, like that's on them. I don't think that we're not asking people to spend their own money by any stretch, but I think part of, you know, part of it is if you, you have to know your numbers, you have to know your budget. You cannot make like accommodations like that, that are just so wildly inappropriate you just you it's hard it's hard to be like sorry we can only bring two people but if that's the reality then that's the reality yep all right ready for the next one yeah i think we're gonna maybe disagree on this but here we go i hope so no i don't but i do today i was asked to stop using my native language at work to provide some context i work in a research lab within a hospital this morning i received an email that included five coworkers, two of the same nationality and three of different nationalities inviting us to a meeting without further details when the meeting arrived our lab manager was present alongside an individual who we later learned was from hr the manager immediately addressed the main topic. A month earlier, I had received an email addressed to the same five individuals, cautioning us that certain lab members felt excluded due to the use of foreign languages. While I found it slightly unsettling at the time, I didn't give it much thought. The manager referenced that email and informed us that we should refrain from using our native languages in professional settings to avoid excluding others. I understand mm. the need for inclusivity, but I occasionally struggle with English, especially when trying to explain concepts to someone from my own nationality. I inquired if our conversation is casual, such as discussing the weather, must it still be in English? And the response was affirmative. If I were in a managerial position and an issue was raised about foreign language usage, perhaps because of gossip, my inclination would be to advise the complainant to focus on their own tasks. However, that wasn't the approach taken in our lab. What Mm. are your thoughts? Oh, this one is nuanced for sure. I mean, I live in a bilingual yes. country where oh yeah, people speak French and English, um, but we're taught both in school. So um, it reminds me of like when I go get my nails done and they're speaking Vietnamese and I'm like, what are you talking about? Are you talking about me? Like, are you like, talking about me? Are you making fun of me? Or you know? like laughing and then you're like, they're definitely talking about me. Yeah. <laughs> or like I've been on flights. I've been on a flight before, actually, where like the couple sitting beside me were speaking French and they were talking about me. I was like, that's and so new. That's so dangerous because this is Canada. Like a lot of us speak French. Yeah. Like, like um, it's really bold of you, but I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying. Um, I speak more French and than they the were average talking Canadian. About you? Yeah. What were they saying? Oh, they were just complaining about me. Like, you know, like just, oh. uh, you know, um, they were, yeah, I speak more French than the average Canadian because I went to French immersion school. But still, it's And your weird. kids now, too. My yeah. kids now do, too, as well. Um, and my kids will be bilingual by the time they finish high school. So it's just wild to me. Like, I, So it's nuanced. I think I can absolutely see both sides. Like, if, if English is not mm. your first language and there's other people who speak, it can, if you're just trying to have a quick conversation or you've got to explain something and I get it. But I, I do also see the other side of, like, well, what are they talking mm. about? Like, I would feel... Yeah left out of the conversation maybe i have something maybe i want to talk about the weather too right which outright ban the use of it seems illegal but i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems weird to like be like you can't speak in this language here 
yeah. whatever. But I do, I do agree with like, it would make people feel left out or alienated if, yes. you know, two people are talking in their native language and then I'm over here just doing my work and not understanding what's going on. Right. Um, I disagree with the idea that they should just tell the other people to just focus on your own work instead no. of like that. Yeah. Like, we're humans and these yeah. people are talking around me and they're talking and in you're a talking about language, the weather. So, so how about you focus on your tasks then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're the one clearly not focusing on your work. Yeah. I think that the, Oh, I, you know, I, it's not my first language. So there's, you know, words or whatever that I don't know how to say. I mean, you could get around that, right? Like, okay, but ask, ask, you know, the mm -hmm. other person, you could ask them in your native language, like, how can I say this in yeah. English or whatever? Yeah. So that they can include the other people. And I think that's a little bit of a cop out, like that they just want to keep talking in their language. So they're saying it's because I don't, I don't know how to right. translate that specifically. It's like, well, find another word like or ask the people of your nationality like what well, what is a way to say this or what's similar to this in English or in whatever because I could totally see people feeling excluded and isolated but I also see the side of like but it's yeah how can we just ban someone from speaking their language yeah. in our workplace like that's kind of right. weird <laughs> like it doesn't be able seem to... yeah like if I was in that work setting and two people were speaking Spanish, like I would, or, you know, Spanish is the most common one down here, but like I would want to kind of learn. So I might be like speaking Spanish around me, but then tell me what you're saying so right. that I can then learn more and yeah. like pick up on your language. Um, so maybe there's already like something going on between this group yeah. that they feel like it's right. gossip. I feel like there's or maybe bigger dynamics at play. Yeah. Because I, yeah. you know, like, we, James, my husband's parents, they, um, sponsored a family from Ukraine, so, like, and they came over and they were cousins and, you know, James's mom speaks Ukrainian. So there were, and Baba sp spoke Ukrainian before she passed away last And like, so they would, they would speak Ukrainian and then they would translate it to us. And so we could all like, and then they were teaching my kids how to say like common phrases and yeah. you know, it was really lovely. Um, to be around so there was that. a way to like make it inclusive right you know and so yeah. you know maybe you maybe you do get wrapped up in a conversation but then you have to then be like oh we were just talking about xyz or right. you know and 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 i don't know i i it's a very nuanced thing because i can't you can't ban someone from speaking their language like that's just just seems very discriminatory um yeah especially if it's not their first language you know like maybe they are really yeah. you know uh try but also you you can't just if you work in an english workplace and you have enough you have some english or a lot of english it sounds like it feels very like um the things that you choose not to say in english feels very deliberate right or i would be perceived as like i know that you can communicate very well so why are you choosing not so to say like these things you know? Because you don't want me to hear it, right? So yeah, it's that like would be something... why I would jump, you know? So yeah, 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 yeah. I can see why they're like, I but don't feel good. I can also see it also being very comforting to speak your native exactly. language with someone at work, too. Exactly. So it's like, 
how can you tell me not that I'm not allowed to do this? What if they had no English? Right. Right. Exactly. Like, like when I go get my nails done, like it's a mom and her daughter or a a daughter our age and her mom, her mom does not, her speaks very little English. So she's always talking to her mom in Vietnamese and like translating for her clients and that sort of thing. And it's, and her mom is, she tries, but she does not speak English. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they speak to each other in Vietnamese, but they're like, she's telling her, oh, she wants square tips. She wants this. She wants that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't know. It's, I think it's really nuanced. I think it's really dangerous to go down that road of excluding it. And, um, but I do think that if, I do think that it would be, I would feel some sort of way if people would choose to not say certain things in front of me in English. Like, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. So did it's we like, agree? Just go say it behind my back then. Yeah, just like text it I to don't each know, other. Because <laughs> like as I now I'm thinking about okay, but there's not like some requirement that we're all friends at workplaces, right? So like I don't have right. to have conversations with everyone in the workplace. And right. that's kind of what they're insinuating is like you need to involve everyone in your conversation about the right. weather or whatever. It's like, well, not really, right? Yeah. Like if I just want to have a conversation about the weather with Emily, I can do that. Yeah, or about um, like the husband by the fight my husband and I had last night. Or Right. And so they're using their native language as a way to do it in front of other people instead of, you know, at lunchtime or in our privacy, then we're going to talk about this. It's just kind of like a way that they can do it when they're also around other people. So I don't know. I kind of now I'm like, I flipped my own script. I'm like, "Mm, I think it's okay that they're allowed to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Cause like, you don't have to be friends with everyone. Like, yeah, but yeah, don't talk about them in front of them. Yeah. But like, you should be, be able to talk about whatever you want. want. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's nuanced I feel like for this sure. is the first one that I don't really have any advice for you, but no, I don't know either. <laughs> to be honest, it feels like a rock in a hard place, but it, it cannot yeah. be banned. Cause that's just straight up discrimination. So in my opinion. Yeah. So that's our advice for you is like, I don't think they can ban you from speaking this language, but just maybe be mindful about including people. But if you also don't want to include them, that's probably fine too. But just be mindful just that you could be hurting people's feelings. Yep. Yeah. Cause whatever you're talking about, just assume that they think you're talking about them. Them. Yeah. As someone who doesn't understand any foreign language, like I understand like very little Spanish, if someone else is around me talking in a foreign language to someone else and I'm the third yeah. person, I'm just going to assume they're talking about me. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Even if they're not. Yeah. That's just because I'm a narcissist. Yeah. It's because I, why wouldn't they be talking about they me? They must be talking about me. Yeah. So if you're going to continue to do it, just know that that person thinks you're talking about them. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I maybe think we... just preface it with like, I'm not talking about you, but I don't know how to say the words in English. Yeah. So I'm just. Yeah. Yeah. How about everybody focus on their own tasks? Yeah, you know? How about everyone shut their mouth? <laughs> <laughs> no talking. Yeah. Maybe we should just institute a no talking rule yeah. in the lab. Silence. Talking is for lunch. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. all she wrote today. Cause... That's all she wrote. Because I got to go. All right. Well, you got to go and we'll see everyone. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.